Hey, how about them tops, son? All day, SEC boys. You're listening to the Red Out Podcast. Sorry, I had a voice in my ear there for a second. Uh, my name's Devin. We got Matt in the studio with us, and uh, we're talking sports today. Hope you all enjoy, and uh, let's get right into it. Matt, what'd you think about the Super Bowl, buddy? Um, I mean, it was obviously a close game the whole time. Um, my wife said it that she she wanted more scoring or whatever. I don't. Know. I thought it was pretty good. I was close the whole time, and you know. Um, Thought it was interesting all the mistakes and how that changed the game and whatever. So it was, um, I thought it was very well scripted this year. They did a really good job. So <laughs> there's that. They can um, be riveted. It, I I did think it was interesting. Um, I did think it was a really interesting game. I thought it was. Um, I thought it was well played. I, I only got to see about half of it because the little one wanted to watch something else. And so I was like, okay, well, let's watch this. And it's, you know, it's one of those games that I was like, I'm not invested in either team. I really could care less about either team at this point. So let's just, you know. And so I did get to actually watch uh, from the halftime show towards the end of the game. So what did you think of the halftime show? I thought, honestly, I thought it was great. My wife and I, you know, Low known fact about my wife, but she used to watch like MTV all the time. So she like mm-hmm. knows all these rap songs from the nineties and two thousands. And so she was like totally into it and was like spitting every <laughs> every one of the lyrics. And uh and I knew I, I used to like I, I like to listen to to that some too. And like I really knew a lot of them too. I used to listen to one oh one one in Nashville forever. Yeah, and, the one. Uh-huh. What? <laughs> I said, yeah, the one. One oh one one the beat jams. Uh with Dola White and Scooby. Anyway, um <laughs> I think Dola White died though was sad. Um but anyway I have no um, idea. Yeah, you probably don't. <laughs> and neither does anybody else that hears this. But anyway, um no, it's it was cool because we both pretty much knew every song and it wasn't like, you know, I didn't have to explain to my, my, you know, four and five year old, like why everybody's naked, <laughs> you know? Cause like it, it was, it was classy enough, except I will say the one time that Haley, my four year old perked up was when they were on the stripper poles. She's like, Oh, cool. Look at that. <laughs> Like you, you found nothing interesting but girls on stripper poles. <laughs> so my yeah. my daughter, yeah, you talk about getting kids parking up. My wife was watching, and of course, her comment was, "She's like, these are these are songs that aren't as well known, and the parts that he's singing aren't that well known of these parts either." Like at the beginning of it, and then he had a few towards the end that were more well known. 
Um, but my daughter, we're watching it, and when Usher took off his shirt and started dancing, my daughter was like, I got in trouble for doing that on the playground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I well, like, I mean, uh, yep. Yeah, I got comments too. Like, uh, well, I wasn't wearing a shirt when we were watching, right? And they're like, <laughs> Usher's just like daddy. <laughs> Well, I'm yeah, sure you like, are. Yeah, I look just on. like him, baby. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 what I thought was funny, and I'm not really complaining about Taylor Swift all that much, but is like they would literally show a split second of her. Yeah. And it was like clip gone, clip gone. Like, not even kidding. My wife's playing on her phone after we get the little one to sleep, and I'm watching the game. And she goes, and I, I'm sitting there watching. She's like, I haven't seen Taylor yet. And I was like, well, there she was. And she looks and it's gone. <laughs> and I'm like, and she's like, what? And I was like, yeah, it was, it was just up and it just, it's gone. And she's like, oh. And then like a second or two later, pops back up, you know, a couple minutes later, whatever, pops back up, gone. Of course, I'm sitting there watching. And I told my wife, I said, is that Blake Lively with Taylor Swift? And she goes, yeah, I think it is. And so, of course, like later we saw on Facebook where it was, I guess, in fact, Taylor. Or Taylor and Blake was up there. And my thought was, where the hell's Ryan Reynolds? Like, wouldn't you? <laughs> I get like they may have a girl's trip or whatever, but you're like, so you don't get to go to the Super Bowl, man? You got to stay at home with the kids, I guess? I don't know. Yeah, that's uh... Uh... One of the that was one of the mysteries on my mind in the Super Bowl for sure. I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, yeah, I was really yeah emotional yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kiss my. Name. All right, <laughs> let's see here. Um, so we do have a little golf news to talk. I will see how this goes. I've worked really hard, made us late for this podcast, but I am going to see how this screen sharing works. Uh, so first off, we've got um, some golf news here. Uh, the men's golf actually have started their season. Uh, they have took to the links to start their first tournament of the season in the beginning of February, which I was like, that's hilarious. Um, they were led by graduate student Luke Fuller, uh, who actually finished fourth place in the tournament. And wow. um, and uh, Ed Tops actually finished in second place. Let me see where that tournament was. I know it was town south, but... Was it some island or something? Or it was, was it what? Some island or something? It was like South Carolina. Uh, it's the Bentwater Intercollegiate uh, Invitational. Okay. I don't know where Bentwater is. Uh, Texas. Montgomery, okay. Texas. So they uh, went down there and actually did really well. They finished uh, second. Uh, some other names that were playing in this Invitational are Sam Houston finished first. UTSA was third, Stephen F. Austin State fourth, and UT Arlington fifth. So I guess we played against a bunch of Texas schools. Um, and uh, Lady Tops uh, Golf has not started yet. Just a heads up for those who are on that. Pass, 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 pass. Like, I even had these numbered. Like, this is going to drive me nuts. Okay, where's all my slides? Okay, I can't get them to go. But anyway, um, <laughs> So, uh, yes, yeah, so Lady Top Golf is going to start here in the next few weeks. I can find that slide. This is going to be a thing tonight. I'm sorry, guys. Um, we're, we're, we're experimenting, man. It's all good. 
Yeah, it's part Don't of forgive it. us. Um, I thought I did one for. I guess not. Okay. Um, in uh, uh, men's golf, I'm going to read this off of my uh, my computer here. Uh, the next invitational or tournament or whatever for men's golf is going to be March 7th to the 9th in St. Simons, Georgia. It is the C. Palms Invitational. Uh, last year when the Tops were doing this tournament, they finished seventh overall. So hopefully, uh, and this tournament is hosted by Western Carolina. So hopefully, you know, we'll see some improvement from year to year. And then the later Lady Topper golf team, I almost said Lady Gator. Lady Topper golf is kick, going to kick off their season against Mercer on the 23rd of this month. So you next two weeks from now, uh, in the Reynolds Lake Oceano Invitational at Great Waters Golf Course in Greensboro, Georgia. Uh, that should have been in there, too. Oh, my elbow. Anyway. So, uh, <laughs> another thing, uh, I guess we'll jump into a softball update real quick. Uh, softball has played against... Um... Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Um, working in a live office here. I'm the only one here, so. I know you're good. I understand how that goes, man. <laughs> oh, so there was that that one. Okay. Well, it's not. Uh, I'll do these two. A lot of things going on at your office, but I get it. No, this is actually my home office. This isn't the funeral home office. It, you know, the funny thing nice is, is with the funeral there. home. I thank you, thank you. I uh, just got done cleaning it today. Um, it's. A, filthy place anyway um but the uh keeps disappearing in it it's does it yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i saw that last week when i was doing post uh production and i was like ah it's driving me nuts but i had a backdrop that my wife had gotten and it's just disappeared it's just gone so i have no idea what happened to it um it it last week i was ready to strangle her but you know what am i gonna do I'm like, you know, it's one of those where you're like, when I needed it, it is gone. The thing mm-hmm. is like the avatar of whatever. It's just gone. Okay. So, yeah, I guess I can write on this now, too. Um, okay. So, like I said, um, Lady Topic, Lady Topper Golf is going to kick off their first invitational uh, on the 23rd of this month. So, in nine days. And then uh, Men's Golf comes back at it. March 7th through the 9th in St. Simons, Georgia. So, quick softball update here. Uh, Softball has had a few. They've been at a tournament, invitational, conference, whatever. And um, they played uh, Missouri State, and they beat them one to nothing. Uh, They also played Iowa. Uh, This was not a very pretty one. It was ended in the fifth inning because Iowa was – beating the tops eight to nothing yeah i saw that i didn't know they had like a a rule for stop playing college sports I they thought that do was like... in, yeah they do in softball some because they can get okay. they can get pretty ugly at times um baseball doesn't happen as much but they can they can decide like a, it's kind of especially if it's not conference or whatever. It's really just kind of, it's really just kind of gentlemen's rules. On yeah. If they agree, like, hey, let's just 
let's just finish it or let's yeah. just do seven innings instead of nine or whatever or whatever they can do that. So, um, okay. Yeah. Women's softball, I mean, softball happens pretty often that there can be a skunk rule or something. Um, on the, of course, those were on the ninth. And then on the 10th, Western played uh, Army and they beat Army. Uh, they also beat uh, NC State 7 to 2. And uh, on the 11th, Western tied Kansas. Uh, that that was a 2 2 finish. It was ended in the sixth because they, yeah, they, they, had they were out of time. time. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? They had a stop <laughs> dead time that's a tournament setting. So like okay. the like the games had to end by a certain time. They happened to be the last game, and so they just ended it. Even though I think we were up to bat or something, and which is it, wild. Yeah, so we possibly could have beaten Kansas, but instead we tied because we can't wait five minutes till the game's over. You know, I'm just picturing like you know, softball topper gets up to bat. Cracks one out and it's going over the fence and they're like, "Nope, doesn't count. Time's over. Time is over." <laughs> and you're like, "Wait a second here." Um, and then uh, got I mean, that's kind of like. Uh, did you ever play like church league softball or anything? Yes, I did. That's I've seen like more injuries in church. Be- I've seen yeah. more injuries in church league softball than anything else. Yeah. Um, really, injuries. I don't yes. Yes, silly. and the reason I say that is, is because um, we'll swipe through a couple of things here. Okay, so um, I saw somebody get hit in the temple with a softball. Oh, in church league softball, that was probably one of my more serious injuries I ever saw. Wow. Um, and of course, like I've, people always talk about fights and stuff. I've never seen a fight in church league softball. So, <laughs> um, but. Um, Softball is going to start their second road tournament uh, in Chattanooga, and that starts on the 16th of February, so in two days. Uh, They are going to be in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and they will start it off playing North Alabama. They will play Chattanooga, uh, Murray State, and Ball State. Uh, On the 16th, we've got Alabama at 11.30 Central Time, 4.30 p.m., uh, both central time as well. Uh, they will play on the 17th, North Alabama at 9 a.m. And then at 11.30 a.m., they play Murray State. And then on the 18th, they will play Ball State. So uh, good luck to the Lady Topper softball team. That'll be uh, that'll be interesting to see how they do. Okay, go back to yeah. baseball here. I mean, those are some nice uh, results. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's really good. I mean, those Iowa, really whatever, good. you know, you expect the well, power to be a little better, but uh, beating NC State um, and then tying with Kansas, like, you'd like to see competing with upper level schools. So um, those yes. next five look like more winnable games. So hopefully they'll um, sweep through that or win four out of five or so and kind of show us that they're a team to be reckoned with. I am not a big softball person, so I have no idea, you know, like as far as strength of schedule and like who is the top dog in softball. Like, you know, basketball, you know, women's basketball back in the day, it was Tennessee and UConn, you know, you knew they were good. I mean, even Louisville's got a good women's basketball program. Uh, But softball, I'm in the dark. I'm sorry. Uh, So if some of our listeners know, you know, more than welcome to send us notes or something just to let us know what's going on. 
Um, but we've got some baseball updates. We have uh, three Hilltoppers selected to the Conference USA preseason all-conference team. Uh, we've got two seniors and a sophomore, uh, Mason Burns and Lane Diagway. Diagway. It's actually it's actually do good. I think you might have missed the D on there. It's literally I just do good. I think it's. Well, I misspelled his name. Sorry, buddy. Uh, and then a sophomore, Dawson Hall, which I'm pretty sure that's Dwayne Hall's son. <laughs> you remember Dwayne, very, right? He's a very serious uh, hard worker as a sophomore for the tops. So, well, he has to be. Have you seen his dad? Yeah, it's very. His dad is like the Chuck Norris of Western strength training. So, dude, that guy's been around forever. He's still doing stuff, man. It's amazing. He's he is amazing. He ended a war. Is by he himself, like? I'm pretty sure. Is he like the longest tenured topper? Uh, like, um, athletic coach. I mean, he's he's been at Western forever. It seems he like has. he's been there for a long time. Um, like Rocky retired. I mean, he's got to be up there on some of these. Like all the coaches have changed out. All the assistants generally have changed out. He's got to be up there. I know he like is. <laughs> this is his. This is his 14th year as the WKU's director of strength and conditioning, and his eighth as the men's basketball strength and conditioning. Yeah. That's oh, he's been a, oh, he's been a member of the strength and conditioning staff for over twenty years. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He he's been there like before we were we were there. Well, I knew he'd been there for since before I had. I knew Dwayne yeah. was there before me when I started. The head uh, the head strength conditioning uh, coach was a guy who coached at. Um, he worked for the Dolphins for a little bit. And this was in the old side of the stadium, so there was a lot okay. of talk back then about that. But it was really funny. Um, okay, so uh, Coach Hall got a degree in physical education in 1996, and he finished his master's degree at WKU in 2006. Uh, he was certified through the National Strength and Conditioning as a certified strength and conditioning specialist. Uh, uh, yeah, and he married... Track and field standout Laura Wessling. And they've got three sons, Darian, Dawson, and Daxton. <laughs> they really okay, do so, have a son named Dawson. <laughs> yes. That, well, that's that's him. Is it really that's, him? That's him. I swear to God, it's him. His I son Dawson is a sophomore. I that he was no. <laughs> yes. Dawson is a sophomore okay. on the WKU baseball team. It's on okay. uh, his sports page. I had not even the WKU page. Crap, man. I, I'm. Ashamed oh, have you not seen? Have you not seen? Like, look up Dawson Hall. All right. Like every one of Dwayne's kids are redheaded, and I don't know how that happened. It's kind of like my daughter red-headed? has red hair too. Do what? Is his wife redheaded? I don't know. I'd have to look up Laura. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember seeing her. I'm pretty sure he like threatened people never to look at her if she ever showed up. You know. <laughs> Oh gosh! Let me see if I can find some old pictures of her back in the day. Yeah, he's a redhead for sure. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I had no, I had no clue. Oh yeah, that was a hundred percent. I was, t- yeah, I was not making that up. He, um, I knew his son was playing, and I don't remember if I saw it on Facebook or what. I think I may be friends with Coach Hall on Facebook, but 
Yeah, he was uh he was a very serious coach back in the day. Yeah. Um but yes, but that is the first time, as you can see in my notes, first time a pitcher has been named to the preseason all conference for the tops. And that's the first time Western's had multiple people on the preseason. So hey, yeah. we'll see. Hopefully baseball does Dude, has a really good season. So Mason Burns is supposed know. to Mason Burns is supposed to be considered like top. I know he's top fifty. I think he was like number twenty-five on a list of overall college pitchers, uh, college relief pitchers. Oh wow! Um, so like he's expected to be like all American-ish type of level good. Um, wow! As a as a senior and and do good as a good player as well. He do he do pretty good. Um, so I think I think we have some pieces there, and from what I've heard, um just internal talk and stuff. I think, I think coach Raritan's brought in some people that should immediately be, be pretty solid. Um, they're just a lot of new names. You know, you don't know when you have like eight returners or whatever ridiculous low number it is. You just don't know if they're going to all come together and be great or if it's going to be a disaster. So hopefully it'll be decent. And he brought in some good people and, um, you know, we'll have some, we'll kind of live up to some expectations on these guys that are supposed to be pretty good. You know, we have a kid on the team named Tyler Raritan. Is that coach, is that the coach's son? I don't know. Um, Do we have a, uh, um, oh, snap. Um, what was the one for UK back in the day for the Wildcats? Um, Calipari's son. He's from Council Bluffs, Iowa. I would guess he's got to be related. Let's see. Uh, son of Melanie and Mark. Yeah, that's his son. Okay. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Please tell me he has a tattoo. Earn, not given. Please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but, yeah, hey, baseball is going to start there. Let me back up. There we go. Baseball is going to start their um, uh, season on the 16th. They're going to play Bradley. That's at home at Nick Dennis Field. 3 p.m. and this time's our central time because uh, I got him off WKU Sports. So, and I was rushing. Matt was rushing me. So, uh, on the 16th, that's this Friday, Western's going to be having a series against Bradley. Uh, the 3 p.m. Uh, pitch off. Uh <laughs> Sorry, I'm used to football, so it's always a kickoff. Uh, but the Western's going to take the field about 3 p.m. Yeah, they're going to they're start around they, 3. Uh, the next we just day, need to delete this whole two. baseball section. Like, just <laughs> edit it out. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let me, I got to fix something real quick. Let's put it I got to make it red so it's good. There you go. No, oh, uh, I see. Here we go. D. There we go. Yeah, I hadn't done my <laughs> baseball research yet, so I didn't know I was the coach Raritan's son. I didn't realize it was – uh, D Hall's son and all that stuff. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, that's a D. All right, and I gotta erase it. <laughs> oh, I'm learning all of this newfangled stuff. Okay, so anyway, Western's gonna play Bradley. They've got them this weekend. Uh, on Friday they play at 3 p.m. On Saturday it's 2 p.m. And on Sunday it's at 1 p.m. And then next Tuesday, the 20th, Western will be playing Lipscomb. And that is going to start about 3 p.m. That's in Nashville. So if you can be there, be there. Um, they will appreciate yeah. your support. It should be. I was looking quickly. Um, Bradley was not very good last year. So it should be a pretty 
good opportunity to start out four and oh, three and ones, you know. Um, so hopefully, um, should get out to a good start. We shall see. I hope so too. Um, it would be, year. uh, it would be really good to, you know, start off the season with a win for baseball for sure. Um, Sorry, I've got my notes over here. I'm trying to keep up with what I've talked we've talked about so far. Okay. Um Yes, so they're going to be coming up on the Okay. So, Lady Tops basketball. This is Matt's jam right here. Let's go. All right. Hey, I'm telling you, I am really excited for the Lady Tops. Uh they ended their streak in their uh let's see. Yep, turn around there, beat them there. Uh, okay, there we go. We'll do that. Okay, so Lady Tops uh, make a turnaround and diddle. Uh, they ended their, what was that, five or six game losing streak? It was a three game losing streak, and they had lost uh, three of four. Wow. Or excuse me, four or five, excuse me. They had lost four of yeah. five. Yeah, and it started against U. Well, we beat UTEP sixty six sixty five, and then we started losing against FIU, Sam Houston, MTSU, uh, and then we won La Tech. And uh, yeah. so, spoiler alert: we beat Jacksonville State too. So, <laughs> so yeah, the La Tech game, man. Like, oh my gosh, I don't know if you looked at the anything more than kind of final score or whatever. Or a lot of our listeners would, but like, we did go to the game, and it was. Well, first of all, um, Acacia Hayes has an injury. She's one of the leading scorers for the tops, um, has been a, a solid player for the last couple of years, and she has some kind of knee injury. We don't know the extent. It looks like from the intelligence we have, we've talked to a guy from BKO, and we had some, you know, just observation type of stuff. I mean, it seems like she may be out for at least a while and could be out for the whole rest of the year. She had a like an ACL type of knee brace on, but then the game against Jacksonville State, she didn't. So I don't know exactly where she stands as far yeah. as like how injured she really is. But um, regardless, she's out and is probably out till I would say March at least. We can fairly well guess that that's probably what's going to happen. She's quote yeah. unquote indefinitely. Um, and then also the first game against La Tech this last week, they were without Destiny Salary, who's the other kind of uh, quick hitter type of quick possession type of player for the top. So, I mean, it was like watching paint dry, watching them try to score. It was so bad. Yeah. It was 33 to 14 La Tech at one point. Um, oh, good Lord. And it was like, it, it was. Hopeless. I mean, they no energy, you know, like I wanted, like when you care about the program, whatever, and you want them to do well, you just go and you're like, okay, hopefully, you know, we're shorthanded, but let's, let's win. Let's, you know, let's look like we care. Let's look like we're, yeah. don't look awful. And it just like, I seriously started getting a little sick to my stomach watching it. It was awful. And then at 33, 14, it just, it kind of started clicking into place a little bit, made a couple baskets. You know, they cut it to maybe like, it was like 14 or 15 and a half times. So it still looked pretty bad. Um, and much yeah. of the quarter was pretty rough, but they started kind of like inching their way into it. It wasn't like they made like a 20 to nothing run and then we're right back in it. I mean, it was, 
Like you pretty much thought the game was over until like the fourth quarter when they finally took the lead. <laughs> um, I, I always think it's weird. I always think it's weird that girls basketball does or women's basketball does quarters and men's does halves. Yeah, they they've always had different like shot clock numbers. So yeah, used to be like the men were thirty five and the girls were always thirty. Now the men are thirty. They're they're both thirty. They have the different like three point lines and whatever. And so yeah, it's it definitely is odd. And they they've added the quarters. I forget when they added the quarters. Like five. It might have been a little longer than that now. Years ago. But um, and they have different breaks times that they get. Like the guys have a break every four minutes under time under four minute timeout or whatever. The girls um is a little bit harder to explain. You know, it's kind of kind of staggered. But um, you know, it's, every four every four weeks there's a break. But yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, did I say weeks. I meant minutes. <laughs> I said weeks, but no, you're good. Yeah, okay. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's it's different. Um, and it creates different dynamics in the game. So, like, for example, the first quarter, you can easily have a quarter where the score is like twenty five to nine, right? Yeah. You no, know, you don't normally have a half where somebody scores that low, but you can have those like because they're smaller lengths of time, you can have really lopsided quarters and they can kind of like dump in five extra points right at the end of the the quarter based on like a two for one or something. Yeah. Um, And so it creates more like strategy at the end of the quarters that you have to pay attention to. Um, So I I think it, I think it creates some different interests. It's a different feel than a men's game because of that. Um, And it kind of makes you think about the time a little different than, Oh, it's the second half. It's well, it's the third quarter. It's not even, close to over, but then you finish the third quarter, you've only got 10 minutes left. So, yeah, uh, it's interesting. It's a little different. It, I mean, and that's, I mean, it is interesting and it's kind of cool that, I mean, it sounds bad, but I would assume if you would want it more, I'm a person that likes things that are the same. So that's just me. But um, <laughs> I guess part of my thing is at least here is when you're looking at the stats, at least for Western, like, I feel like, would you just do it already? Okay, here we go. This stat right here. Yeah. I keep circling around. That's our biggest stat right there. We had 12 turnovers. I mean, that is amazing. Um, and then then you've got, uh, you know, LaTeX having 21 turnovers. Yeah. That's amazing, too. Yeah, I, I found out this cool drawing feature, so it's really going to mess y'all up. I'm sorry. Um <laughs> But I mean that's the that's a big takeaway for the Lady Tops, you know, to only have twelve turnovers in this game, and yeah. I don't know what their average is, but you it's know we're doing 12. really well. Yeah, women's basketball, really college women's basketball or women's college basketball. Um, generally, you, you have a little bit more turnovers than the men. Um, like yeah. like the guys, it's they average fourteen, and that's pretty darn high. Um, I don't know where it stands nationally or anything, but yeah. the girls, if they average 14, that would be, <laughs> that would be great. Um, yeah. and so anyway, uh, the 12 turnovers was great. And I, I, I love that you put that up there cause it really, 
does show really that was kind of the difference in the game. Um, yeah. The fact that they were able to actually out-rebound La Tech, which has been a really, really tough thing for them to do this year. They've had some yeah. struggles where they absolutely got blasted on the boards and they didn't have a chance um, just simply because of of that. Well, and I know another stat I want to show real quick is I'll do the highlighter here just because this is really cool. Okay, so we've got 35, and I'm marked all the way through it, uh, 35.7, and LaTeX shot 43, while Western only had 41 field goal percentage and 22.2 from three-point land. Like any other day of the week, that would be detrimental to us. You know, those are very troubling stats. I mean, but it just goes to show how much turnovers play into it. But go ahead, sorry. Well, and also that low three-point percentage shows how difficult it was and has been for WKU to score since Salary and Acacia have been out. Um, Yeah. In the Jacksonville State game, obviously Western came back and won this one, and it it was really nice to see them figure out, especially when they looked absolutely dead. Yeah. Uh, in the water in the first half, and it looked like, oh my God, we're going to lose to a team that has two conference wins. Yeah, um, the the random <laughs> writing on the screen. Um, <laughs> it's like, but no, I mean that's like this Harry is Potter another. This the... is another <laughs> Harry Potter. This is another. <laughs> I was thinking red rum, but okay. Oh yeah, uh, red but rum free throws. That's <laughs> definitely another. That's another stat that's going to be playing into this here too, but. Uh, you know, evidently Western did really well foul wise because the you know La Tech had two; they were two of six. Wow! You know they only had two free throws, and Western had they were fourteen of seventeen. Wow! That right there is a complete turnaround in the game. I should have put that on the stats too, but I didn't think about it until just now. Um, yeah, that's it. That is interesting. Um, for sure. I hadn't. I'm, I'm glad that you broke that broke that down a little bit because I didn't think of that being there live, and I didn't look at all that stuff. But when you just look at the numbers, ultimately, like big, huge comeback and all that stuff. But really, the numbers do tell the tale mm-hmm. and tell kind of what happened over time. Is that obviously Western was able to to get some foul calls. They were able to be more aggressive. They were able to overcome the bad shooting by taking care of the ball and getting inside and drawing some fouls. And when I think about how the game went, that that does ring true with what really happened. Um, well, Western was figured out that they weren't making shots. They they went inside and, and drew some fouls and made something happen. And that's, that's I think I'm, I think that's part of. Uh... I think that's a big thing for basketball and baseball too, is they're very, you can be very analytical about basketball and baseball uh, as far as, you know, being able to look at numbers and say, this is what helped this. This is what's going to help this. Um, But, you know, free throws, I mean, are killer. That's easy points. You've got to make free throws anytime you're out there. Um, Anytime you get put up on the line, you've got to make those free throws. And, um, Quick stat real quick on – sorry, I've got two different things here for base for men's and women's basketball. You um, went on to the, the ladies against Jacksonville State? Yes, let's go to Jacksonville State mm-hmm. ladies. Um, here's the uh, little a little slide I've got yeah. going on it. Um, ah, that's, not, that's not right. I got my numbers mixed up on Jacksonville State. 
I'll have to fix that in post, but um okay. No, it is right. I'm sorry. Who was it that shot seven percent? Was that on the men's side? I don't know. Oh, oh yeah, it was the guys. The guy um uh, they were That's one what it was. fourteen. Yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> three, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty bad. That was um, hilarious. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, so this one but, um, go ahead, man. No, 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 you're good. I was okay. just I mean, who shoots seven percent from three point? But I think I shoot better than seven percent from three point. But not yeah. against people who that, are over six that's foot when tall. You know you, that's when you know you're a little snake bit. And there's there was some story to that as far as why uh, the the main star was struggling. We'll talk about that in a little bit. As far as the lady tops um, in this one, this really was like, you know, they obviously got over the three game losing streak. Jacksonville State and La Tech are not that great um yeah but the main thing is in this one like they they really did struggle to score they have been struggling to score without acacia we talked about that mm-hmm. destiny salary was back there was some weird substitution stuff um salary was back but didn't start she didn't play till the second quarter and then she sat 17 minutes in the second half and then came in the last three minutes along with Karis Allen. So I don't understand why exactly that she was held out so long. My guess is she's still in the doghouse about something, and they're just like, we know that you need to play, but you need to learn that you need to be respectful. Whatever. I don't know what the deal is. It was weird and kind of inexplicable why she's not suspended and not playing. She's clearly the only player on the roster that's healthy that can drive to the basket quickly. Like, you have people that yeah. can penetrate. Faustino, Teresa Faustino, and Alexis Mead can both get to the basket, but not quickly and not yeah. not in the half court where they just outrun people to the goal. Um, they have to kind of, like, see their way in or, or kind of physical their way in or get it on transition or something like that. Salary can come in and she can just shoot over somebody quickly. You know, she can she can make it to the basket if she just wants to go get a layup. You know, um, and so it's confusing. I don't know exactly why she didn't play more. I hope she plays a lot on the road. We need her because without her, we have no pace. And you yeah. can see that in these numbers. The shooting is down um, outside and inside. We are taking care of the ball. Um the last two games, you know, they they had twelve turnovers both games, so that's an interesting um, stat. Um, Josie Gilvin was really good in this game, had fourteen points, um, and had a couple of blocks. Like she had this one block, like you don't see this in women's basketball a lot because a lot of times they don't have the vertical to, to make it happen. But yeah. she she blocked the crap out of this girl on a three pointer on I don't know shot clock violation. I mean, it went into the stands like three rows deep. <laughs> That's actually and, pretty cool. Yeah, on a three pointer. I mean, she like just hawked into that girl and just like blasted it backwards. It was awesome. <laughs> um, it was like a dominant, like I'm a superior athlete to you in your face. Shot clock violation. <laughs> so it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and so she had a couple of blocks, really had a, one of her best games that I remember her having. And um, it was nice to, it's nice to see her step up in Acacia's absence. We really need it. Um, 
It, but the, I think this overall was the the best defensive performance by the Lady Tops by far. I think Jacksonville State plays into that. Their offense is not great. They score less than 60 points a game, so not yeah. great. But they held them about 15 points under their average. Um, and Jacksonville State really didn't have much of a chance. The Tops forced a bunch of turnovers. They did okay on the boards. You can see that uh, if you're watching uh, with the graphics and, and with the video, Jacksonville State did out-rebound Western by eight rebounds. But honestly, that's a win for Western, really, um, because they've had such trouble rebounding that they were respectable enough. Yeah. Um, and so I think overall it was okay. What concerns me is the offense is just – non-existent right now. I mean, they yeah. they needed a great defensive performance to beat a team that scores 60 points a game by nine at home. Like, it, it just wasn't just something that needs to click into place. And I hope that is playing salary more um, and finding some other creative ways to get some offense because they have looked uh, anemic, to say the least, the last few games without without Hayes. Yeah, they shot six of twenty-eight from free through from free uh, from the three point land and Western shot three of fourteen. Right. Um so if you can Obviously. do uh if you can do some uh fraction uh simplification then you can figure out that literally they shot twice as many threes as we did but they didn't hit as many. Or they hit they twice hit as many as we did. Right. They hit the same but, rate as we did, exactly, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the, what that tells you, though, in terms of, like, those numbers, the fact that they shot twice as many threes as Western, as Western was able to get some looks and get inside, mm-hmm. but they just couldn't make anything. Uh, yeah. Jackson State, if they had made a little bit more, could have won that game. They just – Western did a good job keeping them outside and not letting them get inside, and that made it – difficult enough for them and then they missed some shots if Jacksonville State had made a few shots though Western probably would have lost um yeah they they had no offense to throw at Western to be able to overcome Western's pretty good defensive performance this this game so yeah um Um, and then of course we'll talk Jacksonville well we just did didn't we sorry um but yeah Western overcome that and that's that's a really good look for the Lady Tops. Uh, we next week we're going to talk real quick. They've got UTEP and New Mexico State. I don't have a lot of stats up for them. Uh, like I said, I was trying to get those up. Well, I can tell you but about it. Go ahead, tell me all about it. <laughs> well, okay, so this these were the two games, and I'll be quick. I, I know we're off time because I'm, I forget when we started, but anyway, whatever. Um, we're about forty <laughs> minutes in. <laughs> uh, I, I don't, I don't have my time. Okay, whatever. So don't worry. All right, no matter. <laughs> anyway, um, so UTEP was the game that Destiny Salary had to make the layup to win by one at Diddle. Mm-hmm. Um, sixty-six, sixty-five. Um, UTEP is not a very good team. However, it's on the road. It's at elevation, so you never know. And honestly, the West, the the Lady Toppers are just struggling offensively. Hopefully, they pick it up, or it could be, um, it could be ugly. I don't know. Um, it certainly could be a struggle. They didn't 
play that great against UTEP um, at full strength. So I'm wondering how it's going to go without Acacia. Um, and if salary is not fully out of the doghouse, it's really concerning. Um, then New Mexico State um, was just a bad matchup for Western. It was weird because they're not very good. They're not very good at all. Um, I, I'd have to look at their record, but they're basically they've won about a third of their games overall. Um, and but it, it just surprised me because they they look like like you just look at them, and you're like, oh, this team's probably going to be pretty good. Like they were athletic, long. They weren't yeah. those skinny girls running around that have no meat on their bone. Like they look like athletes. Um, you know, and, and they were just kind of out muscling Western. And so it was, in my opinion, it wasn't a great matchup anyway for Western, yeah. even though like sometimes you just have teams that you just don't match up well against. And yeah. Even if they, even if they suck, like they're just going to give you a headache, you know? Um, and I just think that was kind of, that's kind of the case with New Mexico state. Western just struggled against their, their size and their, Thickness, like they were just, they were really <laughs> thick. I'm serious though, like they were, they were just really fit and big, and uh, I mean, they were really um, like impressive in terms of looking at them. But then you look at their record, and it's like, how does this team suck this bad? Like they, uh, like like Matt can't me. Matt can't see this, but like at the edge of the screen, Stephanie is behind him, and she's like. Oh, you think they're fit? What? Better watch what you say. Excuse me. Yeah, see, Matt's saying this because he's in the office by himself. Yeah, and (laughs) that's true. They're out. Uh, (laughs) They're at a birthday or the Valentine's Day party. Anyway, um, but yeah, New Mexico State has done a little better since they did play Western. They're four and five now, ten, twelve overall. Um, and UTEP is actually lower in the standings, three and six and eight and 14 overall. So yeah. they've kind of flipped position from where they were when Western played them. But still, two teams that Western, if they were at full strength and playing well, should probably beat wherever they are. But on the road, um, you know, missing some, some strength and missing, um, you know, somebody that's been out of, the, the games for a couple games probably needs to get back in game shape. Um, I think it, it's going to be tough not to split or worse. Um, yeah. Heading into this one, this kind of road swing. It's just tough going way out West and playing an elevation period. And then you got these other issues and we have the, the question of, you know, whether the team is fully united and stuff like that. So we'll see. How I mean, they- you, I mean, like you, like we were talking about, like you, you just said, you know, we've got a nine p.m. Yeah, that's just time to do. Nine p.m. Eastern, and that's two hours behind what we're normally used to. You know, of course, basketball is not as long as football, but you know, that's at least a couple hours, at least, unless it's a really slow, drudged out game. Um, so, and then of course, New Mexico State's four p.m., which isn't that big of a deal, but. Uh, you know, and like you said, you know, we're the the ideal situation would be for Western's girls to be able to use their defensive strengths to metaphorically strangle out UTEP and New Mexico State. 
to be able to dominate the boards, to dominate free throws like they did in the past couple games, and, you know, to dominate rebounds and be able to show how they can take advantage of what's going on on the court. Um, Ideally, if we had our offensive weapons, we could go into this and say Western is going to dominate this game. We've got our defense together. Ladies are starting to play better together, yada, 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 and just go dominate and come back from this road and road wins. And, you know, maybe pass Florida International because they are now two games back from MTSU. Uh, I didn't know if you knew that or not. They Florida International's lost two, I'm assuming. Um, and then, of course, Western is tied with Liberty right now at three and a half. We're three and a half games right. back, but. Yeah, FIU's within shouting distance if um, obviously we need to beat them. We're going to need them to lose at least probably two other games. They're there. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about tiebreakers. That kind of depends on where it shows up there. Um, But I think the the bigger concern for me in terms of lay toppers and seeding and all that is you you better get the three seed and don't get the four seed because middle is going to be they're going to be the one seed they're probably going to be undefeated if not they might have one loss whatever but they're going to end up being your number one seed avoid middle try to get to the championship game to see what happens just like you did last year um, yeah avoid the four or five here's the problem though is Liberty is now tied with Western. They were not playing good basketball when Western barely beat them. Um, and now they do They do get to – Western gets to play Liberty at the end of the year um, at Diddle. So that could be the saving grace there um, if it's close. But I think it's going to be a struggle for Western to hold on to that three seed now that Liberty's right there with them. And they have some yeah. other teams that are, that are hanging around. This road trip will probably not help if they lose to New Mexico State. That makes that really tight. Um, so they need to they need to get it together real quick, and they need some offense. And I hope it I hope it magically shows up because I'm I'm concerned. Although they won those two games, there was no offense and no flow. Yes, uh, let's jump into men's basketball real quick. Yeah. Um, so biggest news, I guess, about this is is that the men were able to end the 25 or 20, 25 year road streak against La Tech. Um, so that was always, that's a, that's an exciting yeah. thing. Since 1938. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Since, since the late 1900s, uh, you know, that's, that's always a detriment. Somebody told me that I saw that on TikTok about somebody talking about like what we used to do in the late 1900s. And I was like, God, I hate people. <laughs> I mean, that does Good Lord. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, so, Matt, what did you think about this game? While you're doing that, I'm going to highlight a couple of things here that I think were very key in Western beating La Tech. I can get this cotton-picking thing to work. If you if you draw a, a eggplant emoji while I'm talking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, 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 not yet. I mean, this game was obviously like – it kind of started out how I thought it might go, and, and a lot yeah. of them ended up kind of leading early. They were up – I can't remember if they were up 10 or more, but they were up nearly 10. Um, yeah. I think it might have been up exactly 10. 
And so it's like, okay, well, LaTeX at home is kind of how it's supposed to go. Um, you hope that they're going to hang in there. And then all of a sudden, the, the tops just kind of turned it on and started making some moves. And, um, you know, you, regardless of how it happened, um, you know, you're down Christian Lander and you find a way to win at the, at the place where less than 10% of people win period in the last, um, I think it's like since 2012 or something like they have, a it's like, I think it's 90 something percent that they've won period, whether it's in conference or out and Western mm-hmm. hasn't beaten them since they, since Western joined conference USA again, um, at their place until now. Wow. And wow. So the fact that we were able to pull that off, um, they were to be fair, they were without a player too. Um, they had a double digit score and I don't have it pulled up who that guy is. Um, it was, a. Uh, Hispanic name, and I'm sorry, I don't remember. Um, but he um, he was obviously a factor for them. So if you probably ask them, they're like, oh, well, we were without um, our guy. So um, that's probably why Western was able to win. So there might be differing opinions here across Conference USA in terms of how comprehensive that was. But regardless, the fact that Western was able to go in there and overcome and really – you know, there was a lull there where it went back and forth. But once Western kind of took control and took the lead um, at halftime, they were pretty much in control of how that game went. And and so yeah. it was really it was impressive to see on the road. You finally saw the, the guts and the the overcomerism, I guess, if that's a word. Like, you know, they, they overcame uh, the, the issues, whatever the – atmosphere and all that crap and ended up finding a way to get it done. And it really wasn't in doubt. I mean, there were some chances for LaTeX to make it close and they had a lead a couple times, but it just felt like Western was in control and they ultimately seized it and win in impressive fashion. It was really nice to see. And I thought the biggest issue would be dealing with their two stars and basically we we made them look very average. They were like 11 points below their average. Mm-hmm. Bacho really struggled um, and didn't score double digits one of the first times all year. I think it was his lowest point total all year. Um, He did get his rebounds, but, I mean, Western found a way to make them win without their two stars, and LaTeX had a guy off the bench go for 25, and they still couldn't win. And so just credit to Western. I mean, it was, it was a nice, like, top 75 caliber, uh, you know, nationally pretty decent win. And uh, on the road in a really tough place to play. So major props, and it was a big, like, fire you up kind of result for sure. Uh, that guy's name, I'm guessing, is Talik Chavez? I believe so. He, he averages a little over 10 a game. I guess I'll have to double check the numbers on what he averages. But the other one I was yeah. looking at was Daniel Bacho. He is 6'11 from Paris, France. Yeah. He, not he's Paris, transfer. Tennessee, not Paris, Kentucky. I think he's a transfer <laughs> from Texas Tech or something like that. You um, might be right. I don't know. I'm not sure. He's transferred from somewhere, Power Five, and really good player. And he's ended up being 
much better than he really was supposed to be. And so the fact that uh, we were able to to make him look very average is a huge success and something I didn't expect. I, I thought I thought we would have our, our big guys in foul trouble. I thought yeah. he would pretty much get what he wanted. And I thought Crawford would be an easier matchup because we have multiple guys that could kind of match up with him, you know, six, six and athletic, like that's a lot of our team. Um, but I, I, I thought that, I thought that they would ultimately get what they wanted and then we'd probably lose by five or 10. That didn't happen. We had the perfect setup and we were able to shut them down. So once we kind of got a feel for what they were doing and it was, uh, it was gravy from there. They just kind of took care of business. Yep, this is another factor right here. Yeah. Free throws. Oh, oh yeah, especially, yes. Uh, that's definitely something to mention um, because, uh, the, honestly, I feel like Western probably benefited a little bit from some calls. Uh, but regardless, Western was aggressive. Western stayed even in free throws on the road, which is just hard to do just because of how it it is. Um, and the fact that they were able to do that and really win the free throw battle, um, is a big deal and, and clearly was one of the main reasons Western was able to pull it out. Yeah. And like I was just writing there on the screen, um, Western was 23 to 28. So that's 23 points right there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, LaTeX was 17 to 27. So we shot 82% and they shot 63% from free throw free throw line, blah, blah, blah. And um, so, I mean, that's a, that's a difference in a game right there. Um, I mean, of course, and then the big, the big four stats here, Western had a better free throw or a field goal percentage. So we did better here. Uh, we had a better three point shooting here and we had more rebounds. We had eight more rebounds than they did. We had uh, about 6% better shooting on uh, from, the uh, three-point line than they did. I mean, usually if you you win more than one of those, you're going to be doing okay. Yeah, well, and and definitely something to talk about, just including the Jacksonville State game, which we can quickly transition into. Uh, um, the the three-point shooting percentage defense is back. Um, yeah, Latte. We've really, honestly, in Conference USA, we've given up about thirty-five or forty percent from three yeah. several of these games. Well, obviously you can see there on the screen, Jacksonville State, we gave up 7.1%. That's obviously going to help skew some numbers in our favor. Um, and that wasn't completely our defense, but it was certainly a huge part of it. Um, to only hold them to one one made three-point field goal. Uh, LaTeX shot 24% from three-point land. So, um, thankfully, that is back and and hopefully is going to stay there and was a staple of the early part of the year where Western was like top 20 in holding teams to, it was like 28% from three or something like that. It was like, yeah. it was like 17th or something like that. And it's kind of dwindled to where it's maybe top 50 or so. Um, but seeing the, the tops hold people under 30% three point shooting, especially in today, <laughs> you got to look at it. If we yeah, could like, do seven uh, percent on a regular basis, that would be amazing. <laughs> I don't think we would lose a game. I don't think you lose. No, a game. Lord, no. 
But the Jacksonville State Jacksonville State game, man, was was just like the the ladies' performance. It was the best defensive performance of the year for for Western, for sure. Um, uh, I mean, no no other effort, even the ones against the Division two opponents and NAIA. Western gave up more points. Um, yeah. So we honestly, the game was played at a Jacksonville State type of pace. But Western yeah. was able to uh, to grind it out, and um, you know it wasn't the best offensive performance. Um, one big thing that happened: they had twelve turnovers in the first half. Western oh, wow. did. We had we had one in the second, and it was when the clock was running out, and they handed the ball to the ref to run out the last couple seconds at the end of the game. That was the one turnover in the second half. Um, <laughs> so basically, no turnovers. That's and awesome. In the second half, and it just you when you do something like that, the chances that you end up losing, especially if you go into halftime uh, with a lead, you're you, it's just almost impossible for the other team to to find the way to overcome that. So, so what was Western's technical foul? We had one technical foul in this game. Yeah, there was one on Rodney Howard. I honestly, I'm I missed it. I didn't actually see what happened. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think what what we were doing. I think I missed. Yes, yeah, it was early in the game. I was driving home from the girls' game. So I really don't – I can't speak to it. I really don't know what happened. Um, yep. Yeah, it's got teed up. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I hadn't, and we hadn't talked about it in the towel rack chat. I hadn't really worried about it. Um, you know, I knew that there was a technical going back and looking at stuff, but I honestly don't even know what it was for. I yeah, not really so sorry. Either. Sorry for those um, that are judging us or whatever. I just didn't. You know, I was driving home. I didn't see it. Yeah, he he. You know, he's a responsible person. I can't believe he doesn't watch the game as he drives. But anyway. Um, be a true fan. I was listening. I had it. I think I had it running on my phone. But I, I probably did. Um, let's see here. We got a four and five. Um, the whole time is yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how that works, man. Every time, whenever you're like, "Hey, hey, hey, be quiet for just a second, Dad's trying to listen to this," and it's like, Bleh! and you go, "For the love of God, please stop doing this." <laughs> no, um, sorry. This go is- ahead. This is always no, irrelevant. Um, everybody needs to hear this. My kids last night, like <laughs> Haley, my four year old, like can't can't shut up at, at night. Like she just talks, right? <laughs> and she's like, she's in her bed, and we can hear on her baby monitor, like, raise your hand, you want to be my best friend in the middle of the <laughs> night. And it's like Freaking nobody wants to be your best friend. Riley wants you to shut up so she can sleep. And there's no one else in the room. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so last Hilarious. night, yeah, we were talking about, you know, shutting kids up and stuff. And um, so I was like, Haley, if you say one more word and we're trying to go to bed, you're in trouble. And she goes, yes, sir. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like okay, thank you. And she's like, you're welcome. I'm like, no, you shut up. <laughs> responding to me. Quit saying stuff. And then five seconds later, she's like, okay, dad. Blah, 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 blah. Whatever. I'm like, oh, 
So I don't know if your daughter's the same way, but mine is completely obsessed with um, best friends. Will you be my best friend? Oh, yeah. Oh, so-and-so's my best friend. And you're like, oh, oh, there was one. She was buddies with this little boy at her daycare for a little bit. But she went, (laughs) the funniest thing is she says, um, they were playing outside on the playground. And she was like, ooh, look, the cows are out. He goes, so? And she's like, well, he can't be my friend no more. (laughs) I was like, wow. You're dead to Um, me. Yeah, you're dead to me because you don't like cows. Um, and then the other thing was, um, yeah, my daughter just randomly breaks out into song. I, I jokingly told my wife, I'm like, she's like an iPod, but I've got to keep singing songs or find songs she likes so I can play them. So she'll sing them and I can actually listen to different stuff on the radio. <laughs> but um, men's basketball is going to play tomorrow. We're recording this on a Wednesday. So that's 2.15 at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central on CBS Sports Network. And that is in diddle against UTEP. Uh, so, and then of course on the 17th, which is Saturday, uh, that will be against New Mexico state. Uh, so like I always say, be a true fan, go to the game. That's right. So you'll be there. Oh, no, I am not a true fan. So there we go. There's that. Okay. Well, no, I'm not. I mean, I can't. I can't make it right now. Honestly, I'd love to, but I can't make it right now. Um, I got you. But uh, ESPN Plus is where you can watch it if you're like me and you can't make it. And then uh, CBS Sports Network versus UTEP uh, to catch versus UTEP to catch that game. Uh, so definitely check those out, Matt. What are your thoughts on the UTEP and New Mexico State games? Yeah, well, real quick, I mean it. It's basically like it's revenge games. I mean, you 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 blew both of them. Uh, yeah, honestly, you probably should have won both of them on the road. UTEP was a little bit more forgivable, a little bit better team, um, tougher matchup, all that kind of stuff. Um, I think that may have been the first game Lander was out, whatever. Um, so I mean, you had some built-in excuses. You know, you already had lost some momentum by blowing that hugely to New Mexico State. Um, so it, it was definitely like these two losses were the, the low point of this season. So I'm hoping that they're like 10 kinds of fired up and ready to go and they just come in and murder these teams because they honestly probably should. The Mexico yeah. State and UTEP on the road is a completely different team. Um, yeah. This is a completely different team. We've won three in a row. It is time to seize control of Conference USA. They're six and four. If you win these two, you're eight and four. ESPN likes both of these games by more than seventy five percent. Devin, are you dead? There you are. Um, nope, nope, nope. I dropped my pen. Good. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so I, I really think that uh, it's pretty straightforward. This should be two fairly routine victories, and um, if it's not, then. I mean, it's fine, you know, get the W's or whatever. But um, to be able to have that momentum and look like they've looked, um, you know, I think you want some style points with these two if you can. Um, but ultimately win, you know, and don't you know, don't don't let your foot off the pedal. I mean, you had New Mexico State by 23 and you lost. Learn your lesson. And if you get up yeah. 23 again – Stomp on their throat and get the thing blown out. Win by four. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. You know, UTEP, obviously you have to take care of the ball. They're the number one stealing team in the country. Um, and Western is the number one pace team in the country. So we, obviously you can have some chaos in that game. But ultimately you need to make better decisions. They made awful decisions. Dante Allen looked like he had some kind of like spasms or something in the middle of the court a couple times. It just didn't make sense. And then, you know, throwing the ball all the way across the defense and stuff like that. Like, so a lot of it was self-inflicted. So UTEP is obviously very good at deflecting and stealing and stuff like that. So you just have to be careful. But other yeah. than, like, just go in there and let's take care of business, pound the ball in the paint, draw tons of fouls and have good balance and let's get out of there with a, you know, a couple 20 point victories. Yeah. I mean, I, you got to win. You got to win at this point in the season. Um, and these are definitely gimme games. I'm going to move my camera just a little yeah, bit. Yeah. I mean, if, if Western um, wins these two, man, like we could be in first place by the end of the weekend. If not, you're putting pressure on everybody else at that point, And you've got a big game with La Tech coming up at home where yeah. you can, only sees at least second place, if not first place. Which New Mexico State is a half a game behind us. So you win this game, it's going to push you a little bit further ahead of them. You beat UTEP, you're a little bit ahead of them. Um, Sam Houston, I don't know how that's going to work as far as bumping us into first. So Who your do they play? You need you need Sam Houston to lose two games more than Western from here on out. Because they've lost – they've actually lost to FIU, which, wild, 68-61, and then they lost to Jacksonville State, 79-68. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, and they do play at home, and I think mm-hmm. plays at home this week too. So it's unlikely yeah. that you're going to get those two to lose multiple games, but at least this week. Um, but Western Western is basically in control of its destiny with LaTeX. If they beat yeah. Tech and then keep pace with them, finish tied with them, um, then they'll they'll jump La Tech. Sam Houston has three losses and Western has four. They need Sam Houston to finish below them in terms of losses for Western to be ahead of them in the standings. They won't yeah. get a breaker in almost every scenario. So yeah. um it's crucial for Sam Houston to start losing some games, it's crucial for Western to win most of the rest of their games if they want to be a one or a two seed. Yeah. Yeah. I can they're, definitely. They're right there. Yeah. It's, I mean, Western's right there. I mean, it's theirs to win and lose. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I mean, I think uh, we talked about this the other week, but I think uh, as far as the men's side of things, I think the conference is theirs to win. And it's weird to say that. Um, if they don't win it, I'm not ready to, you know, kill Lutz, you know, metaphorically. Right. Get my pitchforks and torches and stuff like that. I'm not going to do that. But because this is his first year, this is a rebuilding year. It's kind of like the Packers. I just assumed the Packers were done, you know, lost Aaron Rodgers, but uh, at least for this year. But, um, you know, uh, if they do well enough, I mean, I could definitely see. It's just funny to me that Sam Houston lost to the team who is essentially last in Conference USA right now. With Florida International, yeah. but mm-hmm. um, I think Western could definitely. You just can't. You cannot take uh, take for granted either one of these teams, and you've got to you know take care of the ball, like you said. Yeah. Luckily, we are at home on these, so that'll help us too, somewhat. 
Yeah. Well, they have zero combined wins on, uh, on the road. So. Oh, wow. Wow. I did not know that stat. It'd be pretty likely to win, but like, uh, that doesn't mean Jack when you, when you play the game. Like ultimately. Yeah. If they get hot, if they play well, it doesn't matter about their record before now. New Mexico State's going to be coming in, and they're going to be ready to try to take our place in the standings. Like, that's what they're worried yeah. about. They're not exactly their road record or whether it's at home or away. They don't give a crap. They're there to win the basketball game and try to steal our spot. Exactly. So yeah. Take it seriously and handle what you need to handle and take care of business. Exactly. And certainly arrogance is not going to get you what you want. Exactly. Let's uh, just a real quick recap here. Uh, men's basketball, lady tops, and then uh, softball and baseball. I'm not going to talk golf because that is a ways out. But um, lady tops, uh, they've got the Chattanooga choo-choo invitationals, what I'm going to call it. They've got North Alabama, Chattanooga, North Alabama again on the 17th. Uh, Murray State on the 17th, and then on the 18th, they're going to play Ball State. Uh, all those times are on the screen. That's 11.30 a.m. Central Standard Time and 4.30 p.m. against uh, Chattanooga on the 16th, 9 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. against North Alabama and Murray State, respectively, and then 10 a.m. versus Ball State. And then uh, baseball uh, got a series against Bradley. So 16th, 17th, and 18th, that is Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. They will be playing at 3 p.m. on Friday, 2 p.m. on Saturday, and 1 p.m. on Sunday. And then next Tuesday, they will play Lipscomb in Nashville. So if you want a little day trip to Nashville, go enjoy yourself for a little baseball. I'm sure it will be a great time. And then uh, Lady Tops, uh, tomorrow or today, if you're listening on Thursday, uh, the 15th, Western is playing uh, on, at 9 p.m. Eastern against UTEP, and I'm pretty sure that's on ESPN+. Plus. Most of them are. Uh, no, so that check that CBS out. Sports. CBS Sports. No way, the late tops are, are Lady Tops is, yes. There we go. Ha. ESPN+. Plus. My bad. Ha. Yes. ESPN+. Plus. And then New Mexico State, that is also on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, but that'll be on the 17th at 4 p.m. against New Mexico State. Uh, both those times are on Eastern time, so that will be 8 p.m. Central and 3 p.m. Uh, Central as well. And then the men's basketball side of things, that is CBS Sports Network, as Matt said. It is going to be in Diddle, so if you're in the Bowling Green area, definitely go support the Tops. And, uh, you know, watch UTEP because they may just – they're really good at stealing, Matt said, so they may steal chairs and stuff too, so don't let them steal stuff. But um, And then uh, on the 17th, Western is going to be playing – uh, New Mexico State, 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, that game's on ESPN Plus, and uh, check those both out. If you're not in the Diddle in the Bowling Green area and you can't get to Diddle, uh, you know, always check back here. We'll try and keep you updated. We'll check with Talrac. They will try to do some live tweets and stuff to let you know about the games and stuff like that. And uh, definitely check back next week. We will talk some Western sports, and uh, we'll try and do some more videos like this. So. We appreciate everything you all are doing and listening and supporting. Uh, Like, share, and subscribe. We appreciate it. And uh, as always, guys, go Tops. Go Tops.